0: Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference.
1: Today we're in Matthew chapter 26, verses 30 through 35. We are on the Thursday evening of Holy Week. The disciples have just celebrated the Lord's Supper together. We spent the last couple episodes of The Daily Dose talking about that and preparation for that. And now we're going to see Jesus predict Peter's denial, verse 30. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So I did a little research on this. This is interesting. There are some thoughts about what psalm they would have sung together, just a small group of people in the upper room where they celebrated the Lord's Supper. I don't know if you've ever been part of a Bible study where people sing or a small gathering of Christians where they're singing. For a long time I had only sung with other Christians during church services or at a youth group gathering. It's got kind of a worship service feel to it. So the first time that I was in a small group Bible study where somebody pulled out their guitar and led us in singing was kind of awkward to me, but it's cool. And if Jesus and his disciples did that, then why shouldn't we be comfortable doing that? Also also in this verse, it says they went to the Mount of Olives, which is just outside of Jerusalem. For most of his ministry, it seems like Jesus stayed in Bethany, but there's actually a command around the Passover that the people will stay in tents close by to where the celebration happens. So instead of going back to Bethany, they just go outside the city. I don't know if their intent was to stay at the Mount of Olives, if, if they had tents set up there, I don't know, but there they are. Verse 31 Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night, for it is written, I will strike the and the sheep of the flock will be scattered so this actually is written in the book of Zechariah chapter 13 verse 7 here's what it says and we talked about this in the daily dose back when we were in Zechariah it says awake o sword against my shepherd against the man who stands next to me declares the lord of hosts strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered I will turn my hand against the little ones so when Jesus references this in matthew he is acknowledging for the people who would have been familiar with the Old testament scriptures which which his network of Jewishwish disciples would have been familiar with. By the way, this is why Matthew is including this, likely, because Matthew's audience is primarily Jewish, and he's primarily writing in a way to convince them that Jesus is the Messiah who was foretold in the Old Testament. But when Jesus references this text, he's reminding his disciples of his connection to the Old Testament prophecies, and maybe in a roundabout way comforting them a little bit, reminding them that this is what was said was going to happen, and here it is right now, guys, happening. And you've put your faith in me as the Messiah, and i I am the Messiah. So these next few hours, these next few days are going to be kind of hairy, but don't lose hope, don't lose faith. Verse 32, continuing to comfort them, he says, but after I'm raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. So he's saying, even though what's going to go down is going to go down, I will be raised up and I'm going to go ahead of you to Galilee. There's some speculation about why Jesus is going to Galilee. It's outside of Jerusalem. And there's always this kind of under the surface expectation that the Messiah will eventually lead some kind of revolution against Rome. By leaving Jerusalem and going to Galilee, he might be signaling that this isn't about that. I'm here to establish a heavenly kingdom. I'm here to reign as the king of an eternal kingdom. We're not taking down Rome. We're doing something way more important than that, way more eternal than that. Here comes Peter in verse 33, being Peter again. Peter answered him, though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. I love Peter's boldness, his bravado. Jesus said to him, truly I tell you this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. The rooster crowing is symbolic of sunrise. So you can imagine Jesus thinking, Peter, I appreciate your loyalty. I appreciate you being able to talk the talk. telling you you're not going to be able to walk the walk tonight. Your faith is going to be tested and you're going to fail. And just a few verses later in this very chapter, we're going to see that failure unfold. And I won't say much more about that until we get to that point. But Peter doubles down in verse 35. Peter said to him, even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. So these guys have no idea what's coming. An extreme test of their faith. A test that they're going to fail in the short term and attest that by the power of the Holy Spirit working through them they're going to succeed at in the long term to the point where we're here today 2,000 years later because in the end they didn't deny Jesus but there's definitely some bumpy road ahead and they will deny Jesus before the night is over. It's interesting to see Jesus handling this situation I would say relatively gently and compassionately and with an undertone of encouragement and patience. These guys never ceased to be his disciples. They they were weak and scared, chickened out a little bit, but this is all part of the process of them becoming bold, history-changing, world-changing fathers of the church, promoters of the gospel in its earliest days of going out to the world. And I think you and I should take heart from this, because we fail. I can identify with Peter a whole lot. Quick to speak, sometimes think I can handle more than I can, only to experience the weakness of my flesh. And I'll bet some of you can identify with that as well. And this doesn't give us a license to fail, it doesn't give us a license to see. It doesn't give us a license to be soft or weak or wimpy. Jesus knew it ahead of time, and he picked them to be his disciples anyway. He knows you and I aren't that great. He knows we're ridden with failure and inadequacy and incapability to do things perfectly all the time. But for those of us who have faith in Christ, we're still clothed in his righteousness. The penalty that we owe God for our sin is still paid, and the promise that the Holy Spirit fills us and empowers us to be used by God to do his work is still intact. I had to talk to the the high school boys basketball team that i coached the other night about not getting down on themselves when they make a bunch of mistakes because once we get on that downward spiral of negativity the mistakes just compound and compound and there might be something applicable from that to our spiritual lives related to what we're talking about in today's text keep your heads up christians who don't get it right all the time stay after it and just as we'll find out happened with the disciples as history moves forward from this point i think you and i will be amazed by what god does through us despite our weaknesses and failures. Have a good day.
0: The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions to shape our lives.